For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to The Range on the Believe Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. I'm Ralph Irvin, and today we are going to just talk about what drives this show. What inspired it? What drives the game? What is new? What's exciting? What makes it special for us all? We started the Golf Spotlight 15 years ago because I have a deep love for sports equipment. As a kid, did I love going to Toys R Us? Sure, of course. But did I get as much joy and excitement going to Oshman's or Copeland Sports? Yeah, I did. And once I began to play golf, my infatuation with the gear far eclipsed my ability to play. When we started at the Golf Spotlight was an unusual concept. Talking to the men and women behind new equipment, apparel, and footwear designs? Why? It was to learn what inspired the technology inside the clubs. My thinking was, and still is, that in the mid-2000s, there was a remarkable growth in technology, not just in golf clubs, but in apparel, as the industry advanced towards lightweight, stretchy, breathable polyfibers, and that growth needed explanation so players could understand how it may help their golf games. Getting fit in that era was not like it is now. Many were trying to navigate the world of golf equipment on their own, and we wanted to give a window into the mindset of the creators. In 2008, we went to video and went on YouTube, and the rest has been history, with millions of views and engagements across the global golf world. Last year, amid the pandemic and stuck in our homes, I decided that there were more stories to be shared. You see, after all these years, I knew the creators. I'd grown with many of them, and their creations, well, I knew those as well. And I'd seen how so many had gone from company to company, club to club to club. And I wondered how they viewed their role in the history of golf equipment. Sure, we all know the Big Bertha, the R7, the Answer Putter, the Pro V1. Those are legendary figures in golf equipment. But you know what? So is the Alien Wedge and the Hammer Driver. All of these items have a story, a process that took them from a concept to a physical club and a legacy that they still carry. We've talked with Jose Miraflor both recently and last fall, and we discussed how he started with teaching and then worked with Titleist and TaylorMade before thriving now at Cobra Golf. Tom Olsavsky took a similar route at Titleist, TaylorMade, and now at Cobra. Harry Arnett was at TaylorMade before going to arch-rival Callaway and then opening up his own brand with Municipal. Dave Ortley is now at Municipal as well. He started in golf with Adidas and then moved to Oakley. Others like Brian Basil have made a career at one brand. Baz is at TaylorMade. Bruce Lohman spent decades with Callaway. But all of these folks experienced the evolution of technology and how it shook the marketplace over the years. I wanted the range to be a spot where they could come, sit back, and really appreciate some of the great accomplishments from their careers. And so far, that has been the case. It's a lot of inside baseball, sure. But for us equipment geeks, the stories are phenomenal. And we see that these great folks, geniuses by any measure, are a lot like us. They want to improve their scores and the quality of their shots. And they have their sentimental favorites too. 
just like we do. But sentiment is not performance, and with every favorite club we may have, ultimately, there will be something that surpasses it. We mature and we get strong and can benefit in new and exciting ways, but we also age, swing slower, and can find those missing yards with the right forgiving setup. We all have a strong connection to our clubs, but we move forward, and there is a reason to. One of our earliest guests on the range was the co-founder of Club Champion Golf, Nick Sherburn. We had him on to really express the story of club fitting and how it can make every player better. In this modern era, the creation of your best set will almost certainly not end at an OEM factory. Instead, it'll be complete when a builder puts together the right combination of shaft, grip, and club head, creating something that is truly your own. A lot of people question club fitting, and I'm not sure why. It's a lot like questioning all new equipment. It will always outperform its predecessor in static testing, but that doesn't mean it's better for every player. New equipment only goes so far. The only way to know if it's better is through testing and with a fitter. I've told my club champion story. I have an admittedly ugly golf swing, but the combination of composite shafts and the right club heads dramatically improved my game. That said, when it came time for a new driver, the fitter said, nope, we're going to keep the same three-year-old head and just improve the shaft. You see, new clubs will come, but the fitters are the ones that will tell you whether or not to go with those options. Just look at the recent releases from Cobra Golf, their new 3D printed putters. That is technology that we as golfers likely never would have conceived. But engineers did create the idea, and they made it happen. Now, is that putter for you? I have no clue. But it's now there. It's out there. It's ready for you to try. It's ready for you to learn about. And maybe it'll fit your game. Skilled club makers like Jose Miraflor are excited about it, not because it's a new product to sell, but because it's a giant leap forward in development. Sales are great, and they're crucial to business, of course. But these people really are about taking our golf games to the next level. We see that on the PGA Tour, where distances continue to increase, and the game is played in a manner completely different from how Jack Nicklaus or Arnold Palmer attacked the course. Obviously, it's nothing like what we do either. But isn't that what we want? Bigger, faster, stronger? It's been the Olympic motto for a century. We want it in football, baseball, and basketball, so why not golf? And since these men and women are playing the courses and not just each other, let's see how tough the course can be as well. Sport is most special when we see the best of the best perform in a manner we can't truly understand, but can fully appreciate. And when the best of the best have to overcome a challenge, that's next level. Much of the world of golf has rejoiced over Phil Mickelson's win at the PGA Championship. But the win meant more because of how demanding the course was at Kiowa Island. And when Phil Hammer drives over 330, 340 yards, those who complain about distance were, not surprisingly, silent. Because they know what we all know as players. Those distance games keep allowing for better and better play as the years go by. Phil's win was a win for the equipment industry as much as it was a win for veteran course stewardship. In the wake of the weekend, we learn of the growing rift between Bryson DeChambeau and Brooks Kepka, two men who exhibit the characteristics of modern tour golf, big, strong, and brazen enough to challenge convention as they maximize the technology available to them. And yet, what was compelling? An all-too-human beef between two guys who don't seem to like each other. One, an unusual character who's as interested in the science of his game as he is in the power his body can generate. 
and completely committed to his style of golf. The other, longtime outsider who excels at a game for which he admittedly doesn't have a passion. Bryson versus Brooks remind us that there are no teams in golf, just individuals. Talented, amazing folks that just may not care for each other or may be best friends. We spoke with Pete McDaniel about his experiences with Tiger Woods. And Pete reminded us that of all the otherworldly things that Tiger did on the course, he was a man who fought, celebrated, and hurt just like we all do. He just had a hell of a lot of success coming from it. As fans, we celebrate the great performances, and it should be rare that we are rooting against them. Again, there's no teams. Let the best player win. I should say, except in the Ryder Cup. There is an irony that Phil's PGA Championship came at the site of one of the most consequential Ryder Cups in the modern era. Why? Well, let me dial it back a bit. Because as a longtime sports broadcaster, I've been asked over and over, who are my favorite teams? The fact is, is that at this point, I don't have any. I celebrate greatness and I enjoy it. I never lose. Hey, that's great. Then again, I never really win. There are two exceptions, though. My alma mater and my country. I root hard for both. I get as excited about a men's or women's golf victory from UCLA as I do about a football game. Softball is going back to the Women's College World Series to defend their title. And I'm as fired up about that as I was about a Final Four run. I'm also an American, and I cheer hard for the U.S. and all international competition. I suffer through the World Cup, I cheer at the Olympics, and I revel in the weeks of the Ryder Cup, Solheim Cup, and President's Cup. So while I appreciate the win of Phil Mickelson at the PGA, he started that week ranked 115th in the world. He is now at 32. He has three wins since 2013. And as we learned way back in 1991 at Kiowa Island, the Ryder Cup means a lot to a lot of people. And right now, Phil Mickelson has no business in those talks. He may go low at Torrey. He could show up strong at the Open in July. And then, maybe, there can be some discussion. Next week, we'll talk with Alan Shipnuck, who predicted years of American dominance in that event back in 2017. That was before the loss in Paris. We'll see if Phil is a better selection than guys who battled week in and week out. That talk should be fun. I look forward to it. Golf is fun. Seeing a 50-year-old take a major, that's fun. People have spent the last year either being reminded or being educated that this is an amazing game. Truly a game of life and for life. We've documented many times how the game has grown since the courses were shut down in early 2020. Record numbers of rounds played, record sales of equipment across the board, record levels of new players taking up the game of golf. That's what the game deserves and it's what it needs. As cities continue to grow and developers endlessly lick their chops at the potential of new building sites on existing golf courses, the influx of players and the traffic in rounds is what we all need to maintain not just our playgrounds, but important green spaces amid urban sprawl. Did you find yourself going to the driving ranges more and more in the last year plus? I've seen the crowds, and while it can be tough to get a spot on the range sometimes, it's better for us all. Instructors are booked up manufacturers still struggling to keep up with sales of carts and carry bags. People are playing and people are walking. They're staying healthy while improving the health of our game. It's, it's a great combo. But with the world opening up, people are going to be returning to their former lives. Where will the range time fit in? What about the weekend rounds? Will they be replaced by pool or beach time? Folks can't take in twilight golf now because dinner and the nightclub awaits. Who knows? 
One thing course operators can do is be proactive and find new ways to fit into this modern world. An idea I have comes from a recent trip to Bandon Dunes and seeing the amazing scene at the Punch Bowl. People out, having some adult beverages, laughing and moving spot to spot, essentially playing miniature golf. As facilities move forward, they should ask, can we build something like that? Can we have a place that serves as a practice green midday, but a gathering spot with a full bar at night? Top Golf has taught us that golf can absolutely be combined with a great night out for experts and beginners alike. And at our local facilities, everyone's welcome. Way back in the early years of my career, I worked behind the scenes producing a talk show in San Diego called Let's Talk Hookup. The show was on every Saturday and Sunday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. I know what you're thinking. Who would listen to that? Two hours of fishing talk as the sun's coming up on the weekend. The truth is, by 5.45, the phone lines were full and they would stay that way the entire show. People calling in to talk with equipment experts, share their latest stories, discuss upcoming trips with travel experts, and more. Sound familiar? That's exactly who we are as golfers. We love to tell our stories because only fellow players can truly appreciate that up and down from 100 yards out, or that sand save from a fried egg lie. Only golfers dream about trips to St. Andrews, Pinehurst, Bandon, Pebble, or Kapalua. We are the soul of the game, and our love is what will always fuel its existence. New media sees this. Twitter and Instagram are overflowing with content from regular folks like us who enjoy the game. They also feature new generation stars like George Gankus, who has over 280,000 followers on Instagram, keeping tabs on his daily instruction, just seeing his students perform. We love people's iPhone pics from their rounds of golf. But we also love Patrick Koenig's drone shots from world-class destinations. And we love stories that feature us, the regular golfer. That's why outfits like the Fire Pit Collective are going to be the future of the game. Bringing in people with an independent mindset of how to share the great stories of golf. Matt Janella understands it. For him, golf is a religion. Golf is the spirit that glows within every one of its participants. And nothing can beat that truly special energy that golf creates in us all. Tom Coyne has taken us across Ireland, Scotland, and the U.S., showing that people from all these different backgrounds can appreciate the same thing. This marvelous, wonderful sport that drives us absolutely crazy and yet makes us feel so good. What was once centered on the pros atop the game's performance ladder is now starting to focus on the massive population who pays for its largesse. What I am saying is that the range has always been about equipment and the golf lovers who make it better with each passing generation. It's about the tour pros who execute it like no one ever has. The greats of Jones, Hagen, Sarah's, and Sneed, Hogan, Palmer, Player, Nicholas, Trevino, and Watson maximize the game with every bit of technological know-how and wizardry as was available at the time. Now, Phil, Tiger, Rory, DJ, Brooks, Bryson, and more are taking it to a whole new level. 2020 has brought more people to the game, and it reminded us all that the game is about us. It's our game. We should enjoy it. It's about every little bit of everything I've just mentioned. The new gear, the professional inspiration, and how we apply it every time we tee a ball up or stroke a putt. My job on this show is to host a special voice with some great stories to share. But today, on this show, I wanted to share a little bit 
of what I think with you. I hope you've taken something positive from it and maybe apply it the next time you even think about the game of golf. Of course, we continue to share what's new in golf equipment, and you can learn all about it with the Golf Spotlight. We're dropping new features all the time, looking at clubs, accessories, footwear, and more. Go to thegolfspotlight.com, click on the YouTube subscribe button, and turn on those notifications so you never miss one of our exclusive features. There is a lot to catch up on, always, and we try our best to get that information to you. Stay up to date on the range by following us on Instagram at the Golf Spotlight. We're also on Twitter at Golf Spotlight. We welcome your comments everywhere. Heck, you can even drop me a line anytime. It's Ralph Irvin at thegolfspotlight.com. Now you've listened this far, so subscribe to The Range on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify or iHeart. We have new shows dropping every Wednesday. That'll do it for this episode of The Range, so let's hit the course and play and love the fact that we get to enjoy this amazing game of golf. And we'll talk to you next time, right here on The Range. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.